Welcome everybody to the Clearwater Jazz Holidays Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. Today's educator and musician is Dwayne White and the topic is using scales for ideas. This is a trumpet session but may translate to some other instruments. We are recording all of these sessions for the purposes of Clearwater Jazz Holidays Education and Outreach. Everybody is muted, but if you have questions, you can use the chat feature, and we'll get those questions to, to Dwayne. We have a, 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 the ability to unmute everybody for questions. If you'd like to, um, to talk to Dwayne, we can make that happen. Just let, let us know using the chat feature. If you have feedback for this session or other sessions, or maybe a topic you'd like us to cover, info at clearwaterjazz.com. Send an email to info, I-N-F-O, clearwaterjazz.com, and we'll take a look and see what we can do. All of these sessions are brought to you by the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation, and with the help of our sponsors like the Al Downing Tampa Bay Jazz Association and the Pinellas Realtor Organization, we are help, helping us to uh, expand the reach of, of all these things we offer. To learn more, go to clearwaterjazz.com forward slash education, and you'll see Zoom links to all these sessions and all the other programs that Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation supports. Dwayne White is with us today. He's a professional trumpeter and music educator. He moved to Tampa in 1996 to begin a career as a music educator. He served as music specialist at Lanier Elementary School, where his where his colleagues selected him in the 2004-2005 year as Teacher of the Year. Dwayne currently works as a counselor with the Tampa YMCA Youth Development. He's also very active in several arts organizations, including Al Downing Tampa Bay Jazz Association, serving as chairman of the Education Scholarship Committee. Dwayne is largely responsible for the Al Downing Jazz in the Schools program, presenting clinics and performances at several school settings in the Tampa Bay area. He also hosts a when when the pandemic is not occurring a monday night jazz jam at the hangar restaurant and performs at venues throughout florida but during the pandemic they have been very creative and have a a a jazz virtual jazz jam session that occurs on monday evenings which is fantastic so please be sure to visit them online and check that out um, they're doing a lot of great things Dwayne, welcome to our virtual sessions i'm going to turn it over to you the stage is all yours Thank you so much, Steve. Um, glad to be here um, doing another session. Uh, these sessions have been great. I've had a lot of fun doing them, and I've had a lot of fun viewing them with, with uh, done by colleagues and friends of mine as well. So it's wonderful uh, to be with you all again. And today we're going to talk about scales. And uh, as Steve mentioned, this is a trumpet session, but this applies to really just any musician. Um, we're gonna talk about scales, using scales for ideas. Now, scales are musical, uh, musical fundamentals that we all need. Uh, they're a, seri a series of notes that are put together, arranged in a specific order. There are a few different kinds of scales. Today we're going to focus mainly on major scales and chromatic scales. Uh, there's a few things that we're going to pull out of those. One of the things when uh, a lot of musicians, uh, especially young musicians, they start to play scales and learn scales, they learn them with the, the idea of, I want to learn these 
and I want to play them as lightning fast as I can, up and down, up and down, up and down. Well, that's one, uh, that's one goal to shoot for. Um, I don't know if, well, I know it's not the only goal to shoot for. Another question I ask when I uh, work with students is, what can you do with the scales that you have? Yes, running them up and down, knowing our notes is good. But ultimately, you want to use the scales to do some, some things musically and bring out some, some musical ideas. So playing them up and down, again, it's a good thing. You want to know the notes, and you want to have them under your fingers or uh, however your instrument works, be able to negotiate them. Um, what we're going to talk about today, though, is uh, some different ways to use those scales, again, to create some more musical ideas, um, and, and specifically to create melodies, because really that's what we do. Um, working with uh, jazz musicians, people say, well, yeah, you are, you're all alike painters. Yeah, I've heard this analogy several several times. Uh, we're, we're like painters. And they say, yeah, you paint with musical notes. I don't necessarily agree with that statement. We paint, but we paint with sound. And that, you might say, well, how is that different? Well, it's really different. Sound is what those musical notes represent. But what we actually use is the sounds from that. And we're going to talk about uh, some of those things today. Now, the major scale, um, I don't know who we have on here. Some, uh, some people on here may be uh, beginning students. Some may be advanced students. But let's, uh, let's start with the major scale. Major scale basically is a series of tones placed together in um, a series of whole step, whole step, half step, whole step, whole step, whole step, three of them in a row, and a half step. So that's a, it's a sound that I know most people are familiar with. If you've ever heard uh, the song Do Re Mi, well, Do Re Mi is built on solfege, which I've talked about in a previous uh, session. Solfege basically is based on that major scale. Do Re Mi Fa So La Ti Do. That's a major scale. Um, and again, the, the first two, the whole step, whole step, half step, whole step, whole step, whole step, half step. Well, playing those, again, up and down is a good thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, let's play uh, the concert B flat would be a good place. So that is that major scale sound. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. So what can you do with those major scales? There's a lot of things that you, do, you can do. We're going to talk about them. 
But first, let's talk about the other scale that we're going to use, the chromatic scale. The chromatic scale is a scale that's made up completely of half steps. And if you don't know the difference between half steps or whole steps, a half step, if you look at the piano, they're made up of white keys and black keys. From one white key to the next white key is a half step. If you skip over the black key in between to the, to, uh, the next white key, then that would be a whole step because there's something in between that you skip over. So simple, that's a simple uh, explanation. So chromatic scales are based entirely in half steps. So it's one note to the next note right next to it. Chromatic scales would sound something like this. So that's one next, one note to the next note right next to it. There's no skip in between. I, just to uh, get a difference between what the whole step and the half step sound like, I'll start on the same note that I started on. You heard half steps just now. That's a half step. Well, if I move on to the next note in the half step, so if I skip from the first note to the third note that I just played now and skip over the second note, then that would be a whole step. So that's the sound of a whole step to give you an idea. Again, the, some of you may be advanced, some of you may not be. But that just gives you an idea. So the major scale and the chromatic scale, again, those are the scales we're going to use. Let's start with the chromatic scale since it's a little simpler to negotiate dealing with half steps. There's really no, uh, no thing outside of it that you really need to do. So the chromatic scale, there's a few things that you can do with the chromatic scale. Again, you can play them up and down. It's a good thing to know how to do. But let's talk about some ideas you can use with the chromatic scale. Um, there's one that I uh, teach a lot the where you can use two note groupings in triplets. If you don't know what that means, I'll tell you what that means. Remember the half step? I'll play, uh, and, and I typically I like to do them going down, doing the lower and then back up to the higher. So that would sound something like this. So I went down a half step and then back up to the, the half step to the note that I started with. So that's, uh, we, we call those uh, neighboring tones. Uh, other, uh, there's other names for it as well. But we'll use that. And again, if you listen to that sound, that's a sound you've probably heard before. So let, let's do those in a series. 
we're going to go right down the chromatic scale series. I'm going to use, let, we'll use the first five notes there. Okay, so I can't count. We use more than that. Um, we're we're going to use those notes. And again, I'm going to use the first note that I start on, go down a half step, back up to that. Then use the next note down on the chromatic scale and do the same thing. Go down a half step and back up. And so on and so forth. You can go all the way down as low as you can go on your instrument. So that that's one idea you can use. And again, the the, the triplets. One one of the things, one of the reasons that I use triplets. A lot of times we learn things in duple meter, either in quarter notes, eighth notes, or things that you can divide by two. The triplets are a little bit different because they they make what uh, what you're doing too a little uneven. So it forces you to use your ear a little bit. And again, we we talked about uh, listening in a session that I did last week, and uh, listening is extremely important. Again, with the scales, you want to listen for the sounds of them and learn what they sound like. That way you can put them together and arrange them in different arrangements based on the sounds that you hear in your ear or things that come to mind at a certain time. So we'll, we'll uh, use those again. That's two notes. So you can do the same thing with the chromatic scale in three note groupings. And again, I like to use those going down. Those will sound something like this. So that's another thing you can do. You can use them in three note groupings. You can do them going down as far as you can, and you can do those across the entire range of your instrument. Again, right now I'm not doing all of them because time is rather short. So I uh, just want to give you an idea of things that you can use. So you can even extend that to four note groupings. You can do that as well. And then there's a, for trumpet players, you may be aware of the Herbert Errol Clark book. The Clark book is a standard book, a uh, standard technique book among trumpet players. The first exercise in the Clark books takes the, that same thing and does them in five note groupings. And um, they, they go from one note to what's called the tritone. Going down, it sounds something like this. Well, what the Clark does is it goes down and it goes back up. 
Again, you can use that as well. So that's just uh, re three real quick ways you can take the chromatic scale and sort of rearrange them to create some different ideas that you bring to mind. A lot of times when you listen to music, these are all sounds that you've heard, even though you may not know what, what they actually were. Well, now you do. So uh, those are a few ways to use the chromatic scale to create some ideas. Now let's talk about the major scale. Major scale, again, we, uh, we talked about that ho, ho, half, ho, 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 half, that uh, do, re, mi sound. So what can you do with the major scale? You can do, you can do the same thing with the, uh, that I did with the uh, chromatic scale. You can use them in different groupings. You can use them in two-note groupings. Again, you can use them as two-note groupings. You can use them in three-note groupings. Use them in four note groupings as well. There's all sorts of things you can do with them, but just using those, if you listen to them, that, that creates some different sounds that come to your ear. And you can use those sounds to negotiate and create melodies uh, as you go along. So there's another thing that you can do with major scales. You can do them with chromatic scales also, but it's a little, a little simpler with major scales. You can play them in what's called thirds. So that's skipping from one note to the third note, and then coming back down to the second note, and then you skip the third note to the fourth note. So it's one, three, two, four, three, five, four, six, and so on and so forth. And again, that would sound something like this. That's uh, the skips in thirds. Now, you can do thirds, you can also do fourths. So again, you can uh, take those things, and again, you, you, you really look at this, this is just the beginning. There's all sorts of things that you can go, there's all sorts of places you can go from here to uh, create more things. We're just talking about a few little ideas that can kind of bring some melodic ideas, more melodic ideas to mind. So with the, um, with the scales, a lot of times scales go along 
these two words go along together, scales and arpeggios. Arpeggios basically are taking notes within the scale, typically the first note, the third note, and the fifth note of the major scale. And again, that would sound something like this. You can take those, uh, that's called a triad. You can take those triads and you can actually move them up the major scale starting on each note of the major scale. Just now I started on what's called the root of the C, the, for trumpet, the C major scale. So I started on C. In the major scale, the notes on trumpet would be C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. Well, I can use those triads starting on each one of those notes, starting on C, starting on D, That's starting on each note of that major scale using those triads, putting a triad on each note of that major scale. Now, uh, what you wind up doing when you go through that, I'm not sure if you, everyone on here has heard of the term modes, but modes basically are scales or series of notes starting on each note of the major scale. The first mode is the, uh, the starting on C is the one we always use, but you can do, you can build modes starting on each successive note of the scale, which is basically what I did with the triads. You can do the same thing with the scale. And again, what happens when you do that, the sounds sound different. You're using the same notes, but when you arrange them differently, they start to sound different. And that's really what we want to focus on, is the sound of it. So I'll play just a series of scales again so you can get an idea of what the modes sound like. Just with those three, you notice there are three different sounds that you got out of them. Because the modes, the first one was the Ionian mode, then the Dorian mode, then the Phrygian mode. Each mode sounds different. So when you use those triads going through the major scale like I just did a minute ago, you create different sounds. Now, you can... Add on notes like we did. We started with two notes, then went to three notes, then four notes, and so on and so forth. You can do that same thing with the triads. Just now we did three notes, which that's what a triad is. You can add a fourth note, which would create what we call in music the seventh chord. Basically, what you have is the first, third, fifth, and seventh 
note of the chord, which is why they call it a seventh chord. So the seventh chords that you use would sound something like this with those arpeggios. Again, I'm using all of the notes right now in the C major scale. That's the only notes I'm using. I'm just starting on a different note and basically you can think of them as steps and skips just skipping a note skipping a note skipping a note skipping a note so again that's another idea you can use you can even do them as what we call ninth chords that's that extends the harmony a little bit more so the sound that you hear is a little bit different either from that even from that ninth chords will sound something like this again just from that you hear those are all completely different sounds as you go through uh, the more you practice those the more you'll get adjusted to what those sound like so I'm going to pause here for a minute just in case we have some questions. I know I've covered a lot, covered a lot of ground here. If anyone has a question, any questions, Steve? I don't see any, Dwayne, I don't see any right okay. now in the uh, chat feature, but I will bring them to your attention if I see any. Um, I did just share with the group some of the Spotify links that you and James Suggs helped to curate that related to your session on why listening to music is important, which was a great session. So I thought that might be of interest to some of the participants today. That was a, that was a great, it was a fun session to do that. Why listening is important. And, and again, one of the main reasons we're talking about what we're talking about today is so you can improve your listening. Um, playing the scales that we have again you want to be able to negotiate them but they have a even a little bit more meaning if you can hear what they sound like that way when an idea comes to mind you don't have to fumble around it's like oh what do i do here what do i do here you can use the sound typically for for me anyway and, and i'm pretty sure most people works like this what you hear if you hear it it makes it easier to play or, or get out on your instrument. Again, that's why listening is so important. The more you listen, the more your ears get attuned to being able to recreate sounds that, you, uh, that come to mind. So if you hear something in a pattern, it's like, okay, that's how, that's how we do that. We talked about melodies a little uh, a few sessions ago, and melodies are the same way. One of the reasons you want to learn melodies is so you so your ears become adjusted to using the intervals within them. So when you when something comes to mind, your ear knows exactly how to tell the rest of your body what to do. Your ears will basically lead your, the rest of your body to do what they're supposed to do.
the other the body parts to do what they're supposed to do. So let's talk a little bit about um, uh, the major scale. Within the major scale, there's something, there's a sound that people have heard before. And again, this is part of the major scale. It's called the pentatonic scale. The pentatonic scale is a five-note scale. Penta meaning five, that prefix. Tonic, note, five-note scale. So in the pentatonic scale, the major pentatonic scale, the notes would be the first note, second note, third note, fifth note, and sixth note of the major scale. So using those notes, using staying in C major, uh, it, that would be C, D, E, G, and A. Again, different sound. It's actually a sound that most people have heard many times, even though you may not be, know or be familiar with what it's called or what creates it even. That would sound something like this. I'll do that in C in the key, the key, the same key that I'm using. And then you can go up to the first note that you started on an octave higher. Just go back down, up, and back down. Again, that's a sound that most people, a, a, a lot of musics in the world are actually based on pentatonic sounds. You think about um, uh, Japanese music. You, you, you've heard something like that, I'm sure. That those are all pentatonic sounds. Again, that's something that something else that you can use within the major scale that you're using already. Those notes that you're going up and down, you can pick certain notes within that major scale. And you can use that to create different sounds. And that will, of course, bring to mind more ideas that you can use to create melodies. So if I played the pentatonic scale and just started on some different notes within that scale. one of those starting on each successive note creates a different sound. That's just using the pentatonic scale going through them. Notice each one of those, uh, each one of the notes that I started on sounded a little bit different, so it created more of a melodic sound, again, which is what we want to do. Melodies are important because melodies are basically, you can sort of boil it down to being different arrangements of notes with, within 
scales or harmonies that you're using. So that again, using those pentatonic scales is a good way of creating some, some more melodies as well. So there's a, you know, we covered a lot of things uh, in the chromatic scale, using different notes. And again, one of the, one of the reasons I use triplets within the chromatic scale is because they're basically based on two note groupings, one note and the next note. Well, if you put them in, uh, I guess, series, a series of three notes, sort of just changes the way you think about it just a little bit. So just, uh, just uh, for, to review that. Again, those are the triplet patterns using the chromatic scale, using one note down to the next note, then back up. And again, you can do the three note pattern. You can do four note patterns in the chromatic scale. So you can do uh, five note patterns. And again, the Clark study, the Clark number one, to study lots of trumpet players, even professional trumpet players, have used. And Clark number one just goes back and forth in five note groupings. So those are some things you can do with chromatic scales. With the major scales, again, you can use the same method. You can do them in two note groupings. four-note groupings, or even five-note groupings. Again, the idea is to place the, the notes within the scales together in different ways so they give you different sounds that you can use to create melodies with. So um, that's, a, that's a lot to uh, digest. Again, uh, if there are any questions, uh, we, we can uh, take those at this time. What a great session, Dwayne. Thank you so much. Um, I don't see any specific questions from the participants today, but I did want to remind everybody that we've got so many great sessions coming up today. Right after this session at 5.30, J.J. Padishal is going to be doing another one of his guitar sessions, this, this time focusing on the fundamentals of improvisation. And next week... We've got Frank Williams and Tyler Wortman returning on, also on the topic of scale, scale pattern practice and alternate positions, but for the trombone. And uh, Brandon Robertson, who is the director of jazz uh, down at the Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, has been doing some phenomenal sessions with us. He's returning next week on a session called Tempos and Styles, How to Develop Endurance During a Performance. 
And uh, Brandon's a phenomenal bass player, but really all instruments will be welcome for that session and I think can benefit from it. John O'Leary is returning next week with how to develop rhythmic ideas to improvise better on the piano. But again, that's another one for all instruments, I think. JJ is going to be back next week with jazz and blues, different branches of the same tree, a special guitar session. And these sessions are programmed now into the month of July with more being added pretty often. So please go to the uh, Clearwater Jazz's Education and Outreach page to check out all of those upcoming sessions. In many instances, we put up session recaps from the participants. In certain instances, some, some of the educators have put up spe uh, session materials. And similar to Dwayne and James Suggs, others are helping us create some recommended listening that complements the session. So a lot of just really great stuff, and it's all free. So be sure to take advantage of it, check it out. And um, if you want to reach Dwayne or any of the musicians, you can email us at info at clearwaterjazz.com and we can put you in touch, or you can hit Dwayne up on his social media channels and uh, he's very approachable and uh, loves to share uh, his experiences with others. So Dwayne, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you being involved with these sessions. Uh, we hope you're enjoying them and um, we look forward to having you back. I'm going to turn it over to you just maybe with a final thought just to take us out. Well, thank you, Steve. Uh, I absolutely appreciate being a part of these sessions as I said at the beginning not only uh, am I having fun doing the sessions myself I'm having fun viewing some of the other sessions uh, all of the uh, musicians we're, we're a pretty tight knit tight knit community so we uh, all know each other so it's it's good to uh, to see other people doing sessions as well so I hope uh, everyone's getting a lot out of the sessions uh, again, I'm having fun doing them, and if you're having fun doing them, then that's what we're all, we're all getting something out of it that we're supposed to get out of it. So, um, again, thank you so much to the Clearwater Jazz Holiday for having these. I hope everybody, again, uh, enjoys the sessions we have, and we'll see you on the next ones coming forward. All right, everybody. Thank you again, Dwayne. Thank you, everyone, for participating. Stay safe and be well, and keep, keep up the playing. See you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation's Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. This podcast series is presented by our friends at Marine Max Clearwater. To watch the video of this full session, please visit the education and outreach page at clearwaterjazz.com and click on the studio. You can also learn more about the annual Clearwater Jazz Holiday Music Festival tradition and Clearwater Jazz Holiday's year-round education and outreach at clearwaterjazz.com.